Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. Just a quick, important and exciting announcement before we start the show. And that is that on December 8th at 7 p.m., the Katie Helper Show will be joining forces with Marianne Williamson, Crystal Ball and Brianna Joy Gray to host a special free Stephen Donziger live stream with guests including Richard Wolf, Chris Hedges, Roger Waters and Lucy Lawless, a.k.a. Xena Warrior Princess. For those of you who don't know, Stephen Donziger, who's been on the show before, is currently serving out a six-month sentence in federal prison for making the mistake of successfully suing Chevron for poisoning the water of the Ecuadorian Amazon, which led to cancer and birth defects. And because he won this case, he's been prosecuted and persecuted by Chevron. It's been a corporate prosecution, and it's literally been prosecuted by a corporate firm which represented Chevron because the Southern District of New York Prosecutor's Office refused to prosecute him. So don't forget, make sure you tune in Wednesday, December 8th, 7 p.m., Crystal Ball, Brianna Joy Gray, Marianne Williamson, and I co-host this incredible live stream event with guests including, but not limited to, Chris Hedges, Richard Wolf, Roger Waters, and Lucy Lawless of Xena Warrior Princess fame. Find the stream at youtube.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's youtube.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. So excited to be here with you guys at the Katie Helper Show. Very excited. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to Kim Iverson and Garland Nixon about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Oh, oh, oh. And if you're watching this live, you're very lucky because you're going to have the whole show. You're going to be able to watch the whole show. And if you join us not live and you want to see the full interview and it's going to get very good. And I mean, the whole thing's going to be really good, but it's going to be very um, juicy. Uh, this The Patreon only part. Make sure that you become Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. And as always, I'm joined by Leslie Lee, the third. Hello, Leslie. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Good. You? Good, good, good. Excited for uh, tonight's show. Seems like it's going to be a very interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. We both prepped. We watched some uh, uh, of that documentary on Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's Shadow. Yes, on the Peacock Network. Very, very uh, riveting documentary. Yeah. They use uh, the music. Uh, if I don't know. If you've seen the TV show Succession, right, on HBO? Yes. And yeah. they use like a ripoff of the theme of Succession, oh. during, which is very appropriate. Uh, yeah, it is, for actually. Yeah. yeah, that's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, we had James Cromwell on. We got to have him back on. Apparently oh, he's yes. on Succession. I'm not far enough along in the season to have seen him. But I hear that I hear the people speak and he's on succession. Oh, and Leslie is the co-host. No, he's the host of the Struggle Session podcast. Yes. Patreon.com slash Struggle Session and Sesh.plus. Please check us out. We put on a really, I think, a really great podcast. We just had a great episode that we did live at a San Diego Comic Con, actually, which is really fun. And we'll be doing an upcoming episode on that Beatles documentary that everybody's talking about. Oh, you should have my dad on who calls the Beatles insipid. <laughs> well, I, that would be fun, actually. That's part of the thing we're, we're going to talk about, that 
for some reason, the reaction to this documentary has been like reverence from people, who, very young people who you would think like would not be into the Beatles because like even their grandparents were saying the Beatles were like whack or what, yeah. what would you call them squares back then because they were like a boy band. But now like for some reason, there's this rabid, you know, fandom for them. So we'll get into that a bit on Struggle Session. Yeah, there really are a bunch of squares. They're like squares squared. Because <laughs> over time, it gets that that much square. Um, uh, and uh, some housekeeping. If we if we can start with some housekeeping, which I always want to say house cleaning, which I think is a Freudian slip because I think I always need to clean my house. But some housekeeping, you guys. This is a very excited moment. Ready? You now can order. I was kind of inspired by the very good podcast that is Struggle Session. You now can order. Katie Helper Show merch. Oh, cool. What do I mean by that? You just go to katiehelper.myspreadshop.com. Okay, katiehelper.myspreadshop.com. I made a free post in Patreon, which has the link to it. And look what you can get. I like that they have like relatable looking models also. (laughs) Look, you can get the shirt in many colors, right? You can get a men's shirt. You can get a unisex shirt. You can get a women's shirt. So many color choices. But why limit yourself to a shirt when you can also get a a onesie? They got a women's shirt with the nice (laughs) rolly, uh, rolly roll cuff is what how they describe it. They got tanks. They got um, the tank looks tough. The tank is good, right? And look at this. Look at this. You can get it. Oh, that's pretty badass, right? Oh, hold on. That's not a great Maria actually. told me she's right i should x out the black although i feel like people should be free to, to get, choose to choose. Free, i'm pro-choice so if you want to choose a color that the, the letters don't really pop against which is basically the charcoal gray or the black you're gonna lose maybe you're maybe you like that style more self-effacing you're gonna lose the katie helper show text but maybe you want to focus more on the actual image you want that to pop so you go for a darker color it's all up to you guys. It's all up to you. So you got a tank. Then I really like this one. Look at this tote bag. Isn't it cool? Oh, yes. It's nice, Very right? Very neat. Very fun. It's great. Oh, I love that color. Beautiful. Beautiful. Here's it in case you need a sense of how big it is. Again, if you, this is, it's kind of going to, oh no, it pops with the red. Actually, you can see the. Yeah, it pops. Oh, because it's still on, pops. right. It pops. It still pops, right. <laughs> it still My pops. thing doesn't pop. We sound like Kirby Enthusiasm. Remember when Larry wants. Uh, Richard Lewis's uh, girlfriend has is a Christian scientist. I was about to say has Christian science or something like it's a disease. <laughs> she's called but, it. She uh, called Christian. She's science. called a case of Christian science, but she has allergies, and they're supposed to go to some award ceremony. I think uh, Richard Lewis and his girlfriend. So they really want her to take a Benadryl. Oh uh, yeah, her face is all puffy or something. He's like, just a pop, just a pop, <laughs> just pop, pop one pill. Um, I remember that one. Yeah, that was so good. So yeah, you got that, which pops, that one pops the text. It doesn't pop as much the image, but if you want the image and the text to pop, you just get a little lime green. But I'm personally partial to the royal blue. What else do you want? Hey, you want, I actually got something with taco in mind, Leslie. Oh, yes? Hold on. Yeah, wait for it. I def I got one for Bodie, obviously. <laughs> you can get a dog bandana. That's I'm not beautiful. sure. Are dog bandanas different from human bandanas? I... <laughs> I think they're a little. I, there's the shape is like different. I think there's a little bit okay. less material. Less material, got it. 
And then these may be sold out, but I'm going to put another order of another hat because I think this or this hat is sold out, but I'll put another kind of hat up there. Look, you got to, you know how important it is on the Katie Helper show. I'm uh, you a hypocrite. You got to stay hydrated. I hydrated. talk about that a lot. Now, this is so cool because you can get it in that like silver color. You can get in the white color. And then they have a really cool one. Look at this glitter. Do you see that? Oh, Turquoise glitter. That's nice. Pink glitter. Gold glitter, silver glitter, or you want to keep it simple, white and silver. And people who are owed mugs because of their Patreon donations, those are in the mail right now. They're in the mail. Look at this. Oh, sweet. A little take me out to the ball game. I mean, that's <laughs> a fun thing to wear. Yes. Your friends are going to want to talk to you more than usual <laughs> in this shirt. Oh, yeah. Very right? nice. I could see Kelly wearing one of these. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? I have to get the one. Yeah. Christmas time is coming up. You guys, in time for Christmas and Hanukkah. What's and a better gift? Than what better gift than the gift of... Some I mean, key you, you said it, not me, Leslie. I was just finishing your sentence. Oh, well, it looks like it's 15% off. Oh, yeah. You guys have three days. There's three, get you those three orders days in before Christmas. Get those orders <laughs> in before Christmas and before the sale goes uh, stops. Then you got a little sweatshirt. You got pins. Then if anyone want, you got some uh, mouse pad. Let's look down at your mouse pad while you're working. Reminded of the show. <laughs> a rubber case. I'm not sure which size. I'll order the other size. You got a baby. You want to start out the baby with a good life. You get the baby uh, bib. Baby bib. This I like. This I'm going to wear. It's like, a it's like a woman's hoodie dress. Oh, hoodie dress. Hoodie dress is good, right? Now look at this. You guys. You want to celebrate Christmas the right way? And put the face of this secular Jewess right under Santa hat. I like the way I say that as if Santa is some kind of religious figure. Well, but to he some, is kind perhaps. Of, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. he's, he's yes. Like part of Christian. Satan, it is Saint Nicholas, yes. I thought you were saying Satan. I thought you were <laughs> no. making some point about well, Santa. Well, he's part of Christianity, too. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But hey, mm, interesting. So... Guys, we're just showing you, you know, we will get to important news stories. In fact, there's a very weird feeling now that we mention it, that I mention it, juxtaposing merch with the Epstein story. But we're going to bring you that story soon. This is just, we want to make sure you knew. We want to empower you. Look at this. Hey, you want to work out, ladies? How do you like this? It's a women's flowy muscle tank by Bella. Look at this lunch bag. <laughs> All right, don't worry. I'm going to get to that. But oh, the sticker's is, nice. The sticker's nice, right? And like cut out sticker. Also this, how cool is that? And this, guys, you got to mask up. Now, yeah. I'm not happy about the new variant, but if you're going to have to deal with the variant, the silver lining is that you can do it wearing a Katie Halper show mask. Again, I'm not, I don't, I would like COVID to go away, but until it does, Wait, how about not. we battle yeah. it together? We might, we got to turn. You're going to have to get some more masks. Yeah, you were gonna need we need some more masks. And then look at this. Look at this men's performance sleeveless shirt. <laughs> performance. Yeah. Oh, performance, I think there's yes. wicking. Yeah, there's wicking, wicking high performance. Or non-wicking like, or something. Like you can just see the rock wearing that. Like, I know. Yeah, I should have a photo shoot with some certain swole men of the left wearing it. <laughs> Get Matt uh Matt Carp. I'm talking to you. Um 
but why is it 100% polyester? I mean, I'm so selfless that I'm asking this question, which is not good salesmanship because <laughs> I should just be urging you to buy it. But I mean, do people like wearing polyester? Does it make you sweat in a good way? I think it's just they are made of polyester. That's just what they are. Yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Look at that cute lunch bag. So anyway, guys, when you buy, because it's not if, it's when you buy this merch, make sure that you take photos of it and send us photos. Use the hashtag KT Help Show, letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S-H-O-W, and show us what you're wearing. Oh, they removed a really nice aqua color shirt. That's not cool. Oh, well, luckily you got a lot of other colors. So there you go. Or what's this, you know, like a polo shirt? Is that what it's called? Oh, yes. A uh, golf or golf shirt. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. So let's. Uh, uh, so that's one important story that you can now get merch. So that's important. Um, we have some more important stories. But I want to tell you some other stories. Since we started out by looking at my shop, it's like might as well just have a theme. These are going to be Katie Helper show slash Katie Helper related headlines. Okay. So the first headline was the merch. The second headline is I helped get a, the first uh, uh, woman president elected of Honduras. Now, let me, you're going to want to know how, don't worry. I don't yeah. throw out, throw around that term uh, lightly. Okay. But here's the deal. So Xiomara Castro, Xiomara Castro de Celaya just won the presidency in Honduras. Now her husband, she is of course a woman in her own right, but she also is married to someone named Manuel Celaya, who was the president in Honduras, who was overthrown in a coup that was not called a coup, decisively not called a coup by Hillary Clinton. So was was overthrown in a coup. And when I say overthrown, I mean, he was literally put onto a helicopter in his pajamas. He didn't even have time to change out of his pajamas. He was just put on a helicopter by the right wing, kind of neoliberal right wing in Honduras, flown out of the country. And this coup government helped usher in an era of major violence. It, it helped usher in an era of a, a booming femicide industry in Honduras. It also earned Honduras the name, the nickname of the murder capital of the world. That was the Tegucigalpa, the capital of Honduras, became that. And one of the victims of the booming femicide industry was, of course, Berta Cáceres, who was the indigenous rights and environmentalist uh, activist who was killed. And you can thank Hillary Clinton for that in part, because Hillary Clinton refused to call the coup a coup. She actually lied about the reasons behind it not being a coup. And she refused to use her obviously uh, significant force and power and sway as no big deal Secretary of State of the United States to pressure the coup government into stepping down and allowing the elected president who made the mistake of becoming too left to continue to serve out his term, which, you know, the U.S. doesn't like when the U.S. likes putting itself between uh, Latin American, Central American, especially, but all of Latin American, I would say, uh, countries and terms. They like to cut. They like to nip those in the bud when it comes to elected leaders. Looking at you, Bolivia. So Xiomara was elected. Now, again, her husband, you know, was a part of her career, obviously. He's a relevant figure. And I once met him. I was at a really cringeworthy like, conference put together by Ariana Huffington. And there was a man walking around with Celaya. We were in the same room. Okay, guys, I this Katie Alper rubbed shoulders with 
with overthrown to be presidents. Okay. <laughs> I probably, ra- I think I radicalized him because here's what I said to him. There was a guy with him who had a thick accent who was walking around with him. He was from India. He was talking to him in English. And he said to the president of Honduras, because I was also in the room with Jimmy Wales from Wikipedia, but I was focused on Mel. So when this guy said to him, this is Jimmy Wales who founded Wikipedia, where you can find an entry of yourself. And I could, you know, when, I don't know if you know this look, when someone, you can tell they're, they're not going to say it because they don't want to be rude or, or make it uncomfortable. But when someone hears something and you can tell they don't understand it, like yeah. whether it's like a language thing or a hearing thing. And he didn't understand it. And I said to him in Spanish, this is Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia, where you can find yourself your own entry or you can find yourself, I think I said. And he smiled at me. And I think that that gave him the confidence <laughs> to return to Honduras and shift left. Oh, yeah. I can see it. solidarity, right? Yes. You see it, right? Yes, I see. It's very obvious. Very, it's it's plain, so obvious. Quite it's plain. plain. <laughs> I mean, anyone who doesn't see it obviously has a problem with women in leadership roles or has a personal grudge against me, or maybe there's some anti-Semitism mixed in. It's unclear. But I'm glad that no one here has any problem seeing what what I'm picking up, what I'm putting down, which is that that moment shifted. It was like a sliding doors moment. You know, it was a solidarity that he saw in action. I had nothing to gain. I just wanted to help someone understand something. And I think that was when he realized, look, it could happen in New York City, across, you know, language barriers, National nation state borders, even though we don't believe in those things. I think he just picked up on all of that in that one exchange. And without that, he couldn't have shifted left. And without shifting left, he couldn't have been overthrown in a coup. And without that, his righteous life partner, Xiomara Castro, would not have become elected. So you're welcome, yeah. Honduras. <laughs> and the last story about Katie Halper in the news is that I always knew that Jeffrey Epstein taught at the high school I went to. Before my time, though, I actually have to ask some of my former teachers about about him and see what they have to say about him. We knew that. And Bill Barr's father was the head of Dalton at that point. Donald Barr, okay. So Donald Barr hired Jeffrey Epstein to teach math at Dalton. And I already knew that. I'd come to terms with that. But I didn't know, and I hadn't come to terms with the fact that Anthony Blinken, whose stepfather was the last person to speak to or see Robert Maxwell, father of Guylaine, who died while naked on a boat. It happens. Anthony Blinken went to Dalton, too. Oh. So now I have another thing I have to wrestle with and I have to think about. Yes, yes. That came out of a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I now have got, I mean, I'm... It makes me, I feel like I'm a, quite a bit of a stereotype and I am don't like being connected with these gross guys. And what I want to say is I'm such a stereotype. I went to this private school on the Upper East Side, though I'm from the Upper West Side. And I sound like I'm out of a Woody Allen screenplay. But what did I just do there? I just linked myself to another <laughs> disgusting, powerful man. Who knew and, Ips Epstein? Who sent one of his kids to Dalton, Woody. <laughs> Woody and, and, and Mia sent one of their kids yeah. to Dalton. Yeah. So coming full circle. Yes. Anyway, so that's that. those have been your Katie Halper-centric headlines of the week. Merch, 
You're welcome, uh, Honduras. And wow, Anthony Blinken, can't get any worse. We're about to bring in our next guests. They're amazing people. Oh, and you know what? Let me let me just introduce what we're going to be talking about. So hundreds of deceived young women and girls being preyed upon by some of the most powerful politicians and businessmen in the world, an ultra-rich power couple running an international Lolita Express, and the trial that may finally connect the dots. This is not Pizzagate. We have not been red-pilled into QAnon. Take off your aluminum hat. Today on the Katie Halper Show, we're talking about the first week of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial as procurer and groomer for now-dead creep financier Jeffrey Epstein. And if you've been living under a rock or just following mainstream media, uh, you may have missed that financier Jeffrey Epstein's little black book of powerful friends includes President Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, uh, New Mexico Democrat the Governor Bill Richardson, Lex Wexner, and Donald Trump. Dozens of young women told of being recruited by Epstein's partner in literal crime, Ghislaine Maxwell, for massages before being groomed, abused, and trafficked, often on Epstein's personal plane, dubbed the Lolita Express, for Epstein's proclivities for especially young women. And Ghislaine's trial started on, uh, two, on Monday, and it's largely seen as a proxy for the trial of Jeffrey Epstein, who, awaiting trial, died by suicide, maybe, in jail in 2019. And so joining us shortly to talk about the case and how it's being covered and where it may lead are two amazing guests, Kim Iverson and Garland Nixon. But before we bring in our guests, we're going to just play a a little bit of a, I would say palate cleanser, but it's going to be disgusting. But this clip of um, an ABC journalist who talks about how she got kind of scooped on an Epstein story. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in it because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. Other women backing it up. Hey. Yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. Well, then I got a little concerned about why I couldn't get on. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Because you want he made his whole living blackmailing people. Yeah, there were a lot of men in those planes, a lot of men who visited that island, a lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. And they made it seem as though he made that suicide attempt two weeks earlier, but his lawyers claimed that he was roughed up by his cellmate around the neck. That was all like to plant the seed. And then that's why I really believe it, like really believe it. Gillian Maxwell, who I had all sorts of stuff on her too. I love it. I'm like, it's so funny to hear everyone say her name now because I'm like, oh my God, like I had all the, and everyone's like, who's that? Who cares? I kept getting that. Who cares? 
Um, she knows everything. She knows. She knows. That's she should. She should be careful. Well, she was his. Like, yeah. she went out and recruited all of these girls. Bye. She should watch her back. Because if she goes, I mean, I'd have like security guards all around me. So that was interesting. That was an interesting moment of uh, uh, journalistic. Yeah, I remember when that uh, came out, that made a uh, big news because we obviously they knew many years ahead of the time that this should have been on TV, on national right. TV. Everybody right. should have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. But they were given the big no. This is the type of stuff that if we didn't have evidence of it and you said it, people would just accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist. Yes. Right. But it's actually it's there. Um, anyway, so we will bring in our guests. Kim Iverson, an American independent political commentator. She was a syndicated national radio talk show host and was best known for a nationally syndicated show, Your Time with Kim Iverson. She then left her career in radio to start her own show on YouTube, The Kim Iverson Show. She also co-hosts on The Hills Rising. Garland Nixon is a political analyst in Washington, D.C. Garland's work centers on both domestic and foreign policy with a predominant focus on anti-imperialist movements worldwide. He spent over 20 years in law enforcement and retired holding the rank of major. He then went on to teach criminal justice before settling on full-time journalism. He was a regular panelist on Fox News from 2010 through 2019, appearing on nearly every show on the national network, network, along with weekly appearances on local Fox News programs in Philadelphia and New York. Garland is also an outspoken civil libertarian and First Amendment advocate. He spends his fun time reading, boating, and working out. Well, we're going to bring on Garland Nixon. Thank you, Garland, for joining us. Hello, Garland. Welcome. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Of course. And Kim, are we ready? I'm just waiting for her to give me the thumbs up. I can't tell. She's giving me it. Is that a thumb? Yes, thumbs up. Okay. And Kim. Iverson. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm trying out this green screen feature. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I yeah. could I could have like a fancy living room with a <laughs> grand piano behind me, it yeah. looked like. Yeah, or you could have a brick or a brick wall. Brick I figured wall, I'd be yeah. better if I looked like I'm yeah. sitting in front of a brick wall. I don't know. Yeah. Than a fancy no, like grand it. piano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah. it out. Sorry. You want to be relatable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us, both of you. Um, and this is my co-host Leslie. Yeah. Um, hi. And nice um Wanted to know what has happened. We're on day two. This is the first week of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and we're going to get into so many things about it. But first, can one of you just tell us what has happened so far in the trial? Uh, well, I can tell you that, you know, yesterday they did opening statements and basically Ghislaine's um, uh, attorneys argued that she was just the scapegoat, that um, powerful men do what powerful men want to do. And women are always the ones that end up taking the blame. And they kind of pin they kind of turned her into a victim from what we understand. Um, and then today, the pilot that was the pilot of the private plane actually testified and did drop some names. I was really surprised because I didn't expect actually to hear really any powerful names dropped in this court case. It was kind of like, you know, they've almost done everything they could to not have any of the powerful names brought up. Um, any of the victims that are that are pointing the finger at the powerful names, they're not included in this in this trial. And so I was surprised, but the pilot did say that um, they were asking a bunch of, uh, they were dropping a lot of names at the pilot 
did you see this person on the plane? Did you see this person on the plane? And the big ones are, of course, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and uh, Prince Andrew. And there were some others that were that were dropped. But the pilot said that he didn't see any sexual activity on the plane, that he never saw any what he perceived to be young women. You know, he thought that they were all over the age of 20. Um, and that's kind of really what's happened, I think, so far. But maybe Garland has more info. Well, you know, actually, I was going to take a, a completely different angle on this, if you guys don't mind, a completely different angle. And here's the angle. I, to be quite frank, don't have confidence that this trial is on the up and up. And I'll tell you why. You know, we talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. We talk about Epstein and we talk about the the, the people who perpetrated the um, uh, clearly what appears to be crimes against young women and crimes involving female trafficking, et cetera. But, but what happens if you talk about the other side of it, right? What happens if you look at Ghislaine Maxwell and you recognize that her father was named Robert Maxwell? There was a book written about Robert Maxwell, and the name of the book was Robert Maxwell, Israeli Super Spy. And you realize that her sisters, Isabel and Christina, were both connected to Israeli intelligence and the CIA. They worked. I mean, if you start digging into the Maxwell family, you don't have to get too many shovels full of dirt before you realize that espionage was a family tradecraft. And that being that being said, when you look at Epstein and you realize, well, this guy was a, quote, financier, but how did he make his money? Nobody knows. He worked with this guy, Lex, West, Lex Wexner, but nobody knows. All of this money that he spent and appeared to have, but he didn't have some kind of a job or he didn't trade. Where does money come from? A mysterious place. And then even when it gets to what happened to Epstein, here he is in some kind of a supermax type jail that nobody could get into. And the cameras shut off and suddenly the guards fall asleep and he commits suicide in a odd and strange kind of way. And add one more thing, because, you know, I was an investigator. I was former um, uh, commander of the investigations division for police department. And I'm just throwing breadcrumbs together. And then you look at it and you're like, when I put all of that stuff together and add one more thing, when he was prosecuted for what seems to be significant crimes in Florida, and he got barely a slap on the hand, and Alex Acosta, a former official in the Trump administration, when he was asked about it, he said, I was told Epstein is intelligence. Leave him alone. Now, I mean, granted, I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but I can put enough breadcrumbs together to figure that out. And I think you, you, it, it becomes blatantly obvious that this was an intelligence operation that we're talking about. And in the same way that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in significant criminal activity involving uh, uh, the things that he was involved in, and they slapped him on the hand in Florida until it got so obvious that they couldn't hide it anymore. And he had an unfortunate and untimely demise in the same way that Ghislaine Maxwell's father had an unfortunate and untimely demise. I'll just put it like this. I'll end by saying this. If this is miscreant behavior by sexual deviance, then the story is one thing. But if it is an intelligence operation that is involved in miscreant behavior and sexual deviancy for intelligence operations worldwide, we have a whole different conversation now, don't we? Mm-hmm. I'm trying yeah. to look this up right now, actually, but because um, there was one other dot that I wanted to kind of connect. What, what, what was James Comey doing 
um, when Alex Acosta gave Jeffrey Epstein the sweetheart deal, who was Jim Comey at that time? Was he somebody that Alex Acosta would have to run that by? Uh, it's hard to say, you know, um, but but again, James Comey's daughter is the prosecutor. I mean, when you look. Right. At that's this, why I'm it, trying to connect this dot. It, it, yeah. Right. Thanks. And so what year uh, was this? That What year? I thought it was uh, 2008. And he would have been at that point. I don't think he was anything. You know, I'm sure he was an attorney somewhere. I'm sure right. I feel like I did see that he was somehow somebody that Alex Acosta would have needed to gain that information, you know, something. He was high like, up in the DOJ at one point, but then he left for yeah. a while. He became right. the uh, vice president of Lockheed Martin. He became on the board of directors for uh, HSBC. He's been around. Yes, he has been. But, but you know, I mean, think about if if I put it like this, if this trial ends and we see Ghislaine Maxwell with all that we know. He was in the private sector from 2005 to 2013. Okay. Sorry, yeah. If she gets a slap on the hand, which I suspect, uh, you got to, uh, there's, there's some obvious conclusions that present themselves. You don't have to search for them. I mean, where is the media looking into the, these things that people, you know, discuss? I mean, the media's we don't have any investigative journalists that work for the New York Times or the or the or CNN any, anymore that would look at that and scratch their head and say, wow, hmm, this is this is odd. Perhaps I should dig a, li- a little bit further. They put for the 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 paradigm that's put forward is that this is a criminal act this is criminal activity and sexual deviance um that involved um super wealthy people it's almost like they want to push it in the direction of the pizzagate people so the pizzagate people will bite into it and say see i told you so and then they can say you see those pizzagate right. people are crazy which they kind of really are but and therefore you kind of snuff out the whole thing and we don't dig deeper to the point where people will start asking questions that you know uh, although i i do feel like on this case quite a few people have actually dug into the fact that uh, and insinuated um in the mainstream media even that this that he was clearly likely working intelligence for Mossad. i mean i feel like that was implied <laughs> by an by several people i i mean maybe i'm wrong on that i mean i certainly did early on connect i mean i did a, a whole piece that connected all of those dots showing that he was likely, you know, because we don't know where his money came from and it was very odd and it was, and we know that Glenn Max, Glenn Maxwell's uh, dad was Mossad or at least, you know, allegedly Mossad, but you know, all of Mossad and the, and the uh, prime minister of Israel showed up to his funeral yeah, and said, right. he did more for Israel than you will ever know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he's like wink, wink. dropping a lot literally, of hits. Literally, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I think, I, I felt like there was a lot of people you know, it, that it's not as Pizzagate-ish, right, for people to point at Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and and the entire um, Israeli Mossad uh, likelihood possibility, simply because, you know, he, they were obviously targeting powerful people in politics more particularly than anywhere. So they could have gotten a lot of people that were just rich and famous or you know, there was a lot of things they could have done or a lot of people they could have gone after, but they really seemed to to gather a roster of people who are somehow in politics or connected to government around in all of these very powerful uh, countries that Israel would need. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I feel I feel like that was like a fairly but, you know, of course, they didn't go further than that with it because we can't prove any of it. There's no way to prove that. 
There's absolutely no way to prove that. So all it is is speculation. And I don't know if any of the outlets can really go very far with speculation other than to say, well, we speculate and there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. But okay, I guess the guy killed himself. And um, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on with the trial itself. Like, for example, the fact that even though um, there's very prominent victims of Epstein who've been spoken out, there's true crime documentaries about them on ABC News. Most of those witnesses that people know about and have heard from are not actually being called right those victims excuse me are not being called at this trial for a glan uh they're just focusing on her as opposed to the women who say they were abused by alan dershowitz and pris andrew they're not being tied or brought in as witnesses at all in this case which is just baffling it there is no explanation for why that would happen yeah, they're really not wanting to. I, I maybe it is. You know, I, I, okay. If we're just like to not be conspiratorial at all, but just be like, okay, let's just look at it from, you know, just a completely logic, non-conspiratorial point point of view. I would suppose that you'd say, well, because they have no evidence. You know, this is the thing: is they have no direct evidence that they're able to link, you know, Bill Clinton or or Trump or. Um, you know, all of Prince Andrew or Bill Richardson or all of these people that have been implicated in this. Alan Dershowitz, they don't have any, they, all they have is like a he said, she said, I suppose. Um, and it, they probably would want a lot more evidence before bringing up and imp- implicating people like that. Or at least if they're going to bring up people in a court case, they would need to be able to bring up people that they could then have a case against, possibly. Right. And if they can't do that, then it's kind of like, you know, you're potentially dragging innocent people's names through and dragging their, you know, dragging their names through the mud. I, I don't think Alan Dershowitz, I, I don't think, and they have the videos too. Like there's so much evidence that's just yeah, not that being is. brought up. Like there, we know that there are videotapes with, you know, famous and powerful people with some of the women and that's its own. The trial right. is just, Jelaine, this is supposed to be an international uh, pedophile ring with some of the most powerful and rich people in the world. And the only person people have to been charged are Jeffrey Epstein and his girlfriend. That right. doesn't make any sense right. at all. Well, yeah. again, cause I don't know if they have for, I mean, having a photograph with one of the girls is just not enough evidence. Then, you know, you need to have, I think more evidence of, of real true. I mean, if, if you're going to, especially a crime like that, if you're going to charge somebody with rape or pedophilia or something along or sex trafficking, or um, I would think you'd have to have a lot of evidence against that person. I mean, I think a lot of us can suspect that a lot of these people are very guilty and yeah. they're going to have to have that, you know, carried with them. Um, well, the other thing is this too, with the amount of, with the ability, the technological ability now that law enforcement have, it has, if the FBI were doing a deep dive, if the, you know I mean? Put me in charge of this yeah. investigation. It's a whole different investigation because now I'm going to go to court. I'm going to get subpoenas. I'm going to find out where people's cell phones were. 
I'm going to find out where, you know, I can follow people on cell phones. Let's not forget one of the things that uh, law enforcement does very frequently is follow cameras around. You can hack into cameras. You can go to areas where there were cameras and get video footage. There are a lot of things technologically that they can do now. There's a lot more information that could be gotten. The, 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 um, the phone records, cell phone records, cell phone le- locations, then uh, vehicle records, uh, locations of planes, etc. So you, there, I, I just think there is um, inordinate amount of evidence, piles and piles of evidence out there that a, a truly hungry investigator could go after. And if this is, if the, if in fact, as is alleged that this was a pedophile ring, then that means that a lot of people think about the level we're talking about. We're talking about the super rich. There has to be a lot of people involved in procuring the, the victims and transporting the victims and hiding information. There are a lot of people involved here. How do you even do that? Um, when you're talking about um, transporting people from uh, over in various countries, so you're going to have all kinds of um, re- travel records and, and things of that nature. How do you even do that without a significant amount of records? There's a lot more information out there that could be attained. So it's like um, the, the, the charges and what we're looking at here is the most minimalist of investigations they could find. And just a few people to say, we're going to say it's Epstein and Maxwell and everybody else that was involved in this in this ring will not be charged. So I it will, will not be even brought up. So I just tend to think that as minimal as an outcome as could possibly happen, it'll be more like a. Um, a soap opera kind of thing. Well, they'll give us lots of things to talk about and lots of oohs and ahs and names. And in the end, when it goes down, you know, whatever she's found, um, I think, you know, she knows if you're involved in intelligence at some point, you have to take a spear in the chest, but they're going to, it's going to go as a, you know, it's not going to go very deep. If you want to see the rest of this conversation, which you're going to want to see, because we're going to talk about the censorship of Kim Iverson, none other than Kim (laughs) Iverson, also about get a little bit more deep into Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's father, uh, talk about whether or not uh, how we actually think uh, Epstein met his demise. I'll just leave it that way. So you're going to want to become Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper show. Thanks again for listening to The Katie Helper Show. To hear the rest of that discussion, please join the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And as always, we remind you that this show could not happen without the support of our listeners. Our show is produced by me, Katie Helper, Nick Palm, Brad Bloom is our audio engineer and an associate producer on the show. Our researcher is Joshua Bregman. And our theme song is by the band Cordova. See you next time.